everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and we're back. Uh, last episode, we did a megasode, just because of some things going on um, <clears throat> at the house, and as I'm transitioning jobs and all that. Um, so I'm actually recording before I've started on my new job, but I just had some time and I wanted to record. And also been super anxious, so trying to repurpose that energy. Anyways, uh, today's episode is inspired by, um, I recently restarted playing through a Game Boy emulator, Pokemon Crystal. Um, and that playthrough <laughs> was inspired by a brief conversation Christian and I were having on the radio arcade about Pokemon Silver and Gold. So I thought, you know what, let's just do an episode about Pokemon uh, Pokemon, Gold, Silver, Silver and Gold, uh, and to a degree Crystal, Gen 2 of the Pokemon games. Um, my mom can attest to this. Uh, I don't know why you'd ask her, but she can. And shout out to my mom, Wendy. She's amazing. Um, I was, uh, uh, of course, uh, in late 99, uh, late 98, early 99, Pokemania was uh was sweeping the the North American and European nations. Uh it had been in Japan for a while, but it was really gaining traction over over here. Um and I've talked about Pokemon uh in the past. I've done episodes about uh one of the movies and some of the differences and uh one of the first guest appearances that I ever got to do was talking about the Pokemon Origins anime with uh with awesome possum bex from redeemed otaku um so pokemon is something i've been into um not as much as other franchises but i've gotten nostalgia for and i've been into and enjoyed um since i was like nine or uh, about nine or ten years old um and silver and gold are friggin dope <laughs> like I'm not I'm not gonna bury the lead. They're just they're friggin' dope games. Uh Crystal is a dope game. Um and I'll get into it in a second, but like Pokemania was sweeping, uh, as I like to call it, it was running wild. Um we had the card games come out, and like there's a bit of a Pokesance going on right now. Um but there we had the card game drop and then of course the game boy games uh in japan they were red and green uh over here it was red and blue why i'm not sure but it does make sense to me that it's red and blue over red and green um although of course green had venusaur on the cover um blue had blastoise and then red straight up just had charizard um and then we got that insanely popular anime um, the dub of varying quality, but enjoyable for what it is. Um, I prefer subs over dubs, but anyways. Um, and so the game, like you had the card game, you had the, the Game Boy games, and then you had the, uh, oh, sorry. Um, yep, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, you had the card game, you had the, um, the Game Boy game, 
Uh, and then you had the um, the show. Then, of course, naturally, as it would progress, as these franchises do, you got the movie. Um, so the movie, the movie dropped. Um, and I'm going to touch on a little bit of trivia in a second, just because it's kind of cool. Um, so the movie dropped and then we get the games. Uh, we come to the title of this episode, <laughs> Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver, uh, and Crystal. Um, also in between that time, I just don't have the date in front of me. You got the, the re kind of the, the updated version of red and blue or red and green and Pokemon yellow, where it was more reflecting the anime. Uh, so you had Pikachu, Team Rocket, uh, characters specifically looked like Jesse and James, uh, and you'd encounter them frequently throughout the game. Um, yeah, so you got that, and that yellow kind of serves as a model a bit for uh, what you get with Crystal, where it's just kind of like Gen 2.5, where it's an update of what uh, what happened before. Anyways... So you get to Pokemon Gold and Silver, and these games are phenomenal. And Crystal is is all just as phenomenal. Um, I'm enjoying it thoroughly on on my replay through. Um, so let me see here. I'm just trying to pull up the dates. Uh, so the games were originally supposed to come out in Japan. They were advertised in. Uh, late 97 like coming late 97 um but there were delays and they that nintendo actually issued a uh public apology um where they claimed that the the developers were just worn out but they were fully committed to the project and they required more time to expand and improve the games further um so it was originally supposed to come out in late 97. Uh, they were instead dropped in uh, late 99. Um, sorry, in a, yeah, late 99 in Japan. North America, they were dropped in October of 2000. Uh, it was then dropped in... Um, April, uh, Europe, it was dropped in Europe in April of 2001, and then South Korea finally in April of 2002, not 2022, as I typoed in my notes. Um, however, we would get some of the preview, uh, like us in North America, we'd actually see some of these, uh, some of the Pokemon before um, we could actually uh, play with them. Um, the Snubble, Meryl, and Dawnfan, uh, all premiered in, um, Pikachu's Adventure, the double feature Pikachu's Adventure, the short attached to the front of Mewtwo Strikes Back. Uh, we got that in North America in November of 99, Japan, they got it in July of, um, July of 98. So they still saw these, uh, before the games, the game was released, um, then as well, we got um, Ladybug, um, Lekid, Blossom, Hoot Hoot, Slowking, and my boy Lugia um, in Pikachu's Rescue, the, the short Pikachu Rescues Adventure, which was attached to uh, Pokemon the Movie 2000, aka The Power of One. Um, we got that 
in July of 2000. Um, so a good through. Nope, I can math. Actually, yeah, no, three months before the game debuted um, later that year. Um, in uh in 2000 uh but japan also got it a good um they got it a good uh for uh they got in july of 99 and so about four five months before the game dropped um before the game dropped there uh that extra time they took um really shows in the games uh don't get me wrong red blue slash green and yellow um are really solid games uh for the game boy and game boy emulator that still have their their value but and still have their fun like i'm not talking down on them i still really enjoy replaying those games um but the comparison i would make almost is I'm going to put it to something that's a little more modern. Um, it would be almost comparing Arkham Asylum to Arkham City. Arkham Asylum is a dope game in its own right. It is utterly fantastic. It set the stage for all the Batman Arkham games that came afterwards. It Heck, it set the stage for what people want out of superhero games. Um like the Arkham Asylum formula led to borderline perfect game of Arkham City, which was unquestionably an inspiration to like the Insomniac Spider-Man game. Um, red and blue, I like into Asylum. Gold and silver and crystal, I liken to Arkham City. It took everything that came before and improved on it. Um, it made the world bigger, the runtime longer, more characters, more, like, you had more gadgets, more gear, more Pokeballs, and a tighter gameplay. Um, there were some, as much as I enjoyed those original games, there were some issues that they actually fixed when you got to Gold and Silver. For example, uh, in... In red and blue, in red and blue slash green, I'm just going to say blue from now on, um, red, blue, and yellow, like, originally, you had your trump card with psychic Pokemon. They were, psychics are supposed to be weak, um, they're supposed to be weak, I believe, against at least bug, if not bug and ghost. Um, but there was a glitch and it was basically like Stan Lee going, worry not true believer. Uh, and the psychic, even if you were at the same level or not, it could, as the other Pokemon or even less of a level, it's, you're weak against this. Your attacks aren't supposed to have the effects and it was treating it like types it was strong against, i.e. fighting, like. If you had a team of psychic Pokemon, you could basically walk through the game no challenge, except for the caves where you needed Flash and Zubats and Geodudes were showing up every two bloody steps. Um, <laughs> silver and gold eliminate that problem. Uh, now, yes, you can you beat bug types and ghost types 
with psychic types, yes, but you have to have a vast level difference. Like these types, the the type balance is much tighter. Also, you're getting, um, they actually introduced two new types in, uh, they introduced two new types in Dark, which is exceptionally strong against Psychic, um, and Steel Pokemon as well. Now, some of that uh, were taking types that were formerly known as Electric and sliding it over, uh, so they were dual types, um, looking at Magmite, Magneton, um, but then you also got dark types, which were uh, uh, Murko, Houndoom, Houndoom, I should say. Um, my personal favorite, Umbreon, which was an, a new EV evolution added to the game. So uh, it's a trend that happened in Red and Blue. You would actually get uh, you would get Eevee, who would have three evolutions. Uh, you would get. Uh, if the Eevee got uh, Thunderstone, Jolteon, Firestone, Flareon, uh, and then Waterstone, Vaporeon. And Gen 2, uh, instead of, we now have Eevee, normal type. Uh, then you, of course, have the Water, Electric, and Fire types. But then you also got, uh, right now I'm looking at Dark type, you got Umbreon, um, which was dope. Uh Umbreon is a dark type. Um, but it's dope. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just brain farting all over the place. Uh, and then we also got Espeon as the psychic one. And then it was also, it was kind of like, hey, so in, uh, along with these elements as well, it's almost like the night and day version. Um, later generations would add in further evolutions, and there's so many evolutions. Eevee is friggin' awesome! <laughs> Anyways, back to it. So you got uh, the dark type with Umbreon, um, and when you put Umbreon up against psychic types, you mop the floor with them because darks are strong against psychics. And if you put the psychic up against the dark type, even if you've got like 20 levels on them, your attacks still are negligible at best. It's uh, it's quite interesting. Um, so, moving on. Uh, the game also added uh, things like Pokegear, um, a phone system where it was like Professor Elm would call you numerous times. It would actually either be pointless or update the game like you're just about to go to the final gym, you're like, sweet, I'm gonna go take gym eight. Nah, son, you're getting a call, you gotta go free up the radio tower. Um, you could also save money with uh with your mom. Um, you would also get trainers who would call you repeatedly to battle you or give you tips or mention like, oh, hey, I just saw this rare Pokemon over here. So Phone system isn't one that really got repeated all that much, to my knowledge, but it was still a cool addition. Um, some of the other further additions, though, that were dope were night and day and setting to daylight savings time. Um, with that, it, there would be certain certain Pokemon in the areas that would only show up during the night or during the day. Um, so it made you want to play the game more. It made you be strategic about when you would play this game. Um, there was no time differential in um, in the original 
in the original gen of games. Um, you could as well, um, they introduced the eggs where uh, that's where you got Togepi who showed up in the anime uh, first, but it was like, hey, this is where we're going to give you Togepi as a playable character. Uh, you get an egg and then you walk around and then eventually the egg hatches. Um, you could do breeding. It's uh, the generation of games that introduced gendered Pokemon and then you could have the two Pokemon reproduce. Um, they give so much in this game. Uh, and then not only that, not only that. So you've got your got your standard eight, um, your standard eight gyms, your dungeons, your side quests, um, a whole new hundred type of Pokemon. So we're going up from 151 uh, to 251. Uh, you've got almost two title bird characters. Uh, gold, it's Ho-Ho. Silver, it's Lugia. Uh, Lugia is dope. Lugia is awesome. Um, Ho-Ho, I want to like more. Uh, it's a really cool design, but it's type is fire. And don't get me wrong, ho is cool. But I already got my boy Moltres. And Moltres is dope. And the legendary birds are dope. Um, you get three new legendary types as well. Um, this time they're, they're dogs instead of birds, um, in Entei, Suicune, and, uh, Raikou, um, they hop around the game, they're evasive, so it's hard to catch them without Game Shark cheats, um, there was also a Japanese <laughs> exclusive, uh, legendary, uh, grass, grass, uh, psychic type, Celebi, um, which again, you couldn't get in North America for the longest time without cheat goats. Um, there was a lot of new Pokemon. And Johto is very different from Kanto. Like, again, to compare it to Arkham Asylum to Arkham City, even though it's familiar to what came before, it's different. Um, Kanto is very city driven there's a lot of town like there's a lot of towns a lot of high-rise buildings there's a lot of busyness a lot of department stores and all that the johto region seems to be a lot more to a degree countryside not that there aren't cities but they're mostly smaller towns there's a lot of grassy areas a lot of hills a lot of places to surf it's a lot more rustic um and it also feels bigger um, such a good game. I'm having so much fun replaying it. I'm trying to think of what else to say other than it's such a good game. <laughs> the other really cool thing about it is not only do you get a new setting where it could have been easy. So many games were like, hey, we're going to take the first game, just adjust the setting, rinse and repeat. That wasn't it. It was taking what was there before and improving. And then you... Uh, then you get something else. So after you defeat the Elite Four in Kanto, the region from the first game, you unlock Kanto three years later. So you get to go around, revisit everywhere you went in the first game, and see where it's at years later. Some of the trainers are different. Some of the gym leaders are now trainers you knew from the first game. Uh, some of the trainer, the like Elite Four, I think are 
I can't remember who, uh, but there are trainers from the, they might be trainers or gym leaders from the first game or their, their offspring. Uh, you get to revisit spots and now some are shut down, but it's just a really cool feature that wasn't needed, but it was dope because it, you think you're done and you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much more. And then even though you've, you've become the champion, you then go after winning all eight badges in Kanto you then go to the, I can't remember the name of the mountain, but you go to the top of the mountain and you face red. The trainer that you played as in gen, the gen one of games, like after becoming the Pokemon champion, he like basically went off in the wilderness because he had no more fights, <laughs> he had more <laughs> opponents to face. And then you go and face him and it's dope. It's dope. It's so much fun. It takes everything that was there before, builds upon it, improves on it, and gives so many more hours of gameplay. Um, it's for these features that it gives a replayability that not that the first game isn't replayable, but this gives you more incentive. Again, the night and day factors. Um the more Pokemon on certain days of the week areas are open where you can catch certain kinds of Pokemon or you'll get a certain kind of TM or HM. Um, there's like, not that the original game didn't have quizzes, but there's also date specific quizzes. There's the breeding stuff. There's just so much in these games that make it so enjoyable and so replayable. Crystal was also, um, as like the counterpart to Yellow, which was updating things from that current gen, it was also the first game that allowed you to choose your player's gender. So you could go from, it was the first game that allowed you to play as a, as a, as a female character, which as I've heard and read online for, from some girl players, they were like, that was awesome. That was just really, really awesome. Uh, where it's like, hey, I still enjoyed the games to begin with, but now I had <laughs> the insert character to a degree looks like me. <laughs> so it makes it even makes it even more enjoyable uh, for them. I cannot recommend these games enough. They are so much fun. Um, and to me, it is the exam like the classic example of taking everything that was there upon it and improving. Um, it really was the Arkham City to Arkham Asylum of the late 90s. Um, the Pokemon Johto region uh, would be properly uh, explored in the anime uh, through in episodes um, 117 through 274 after the Orange Island uh, League adventures, um, which were a mixed bag. And I'd fallen off the show at that point um, but I remember being excited because I was like, Totodile! Because uh, Totodile is dope. And so many of the, the Pokemon in Johto are some of my favorites. Uh, I cannot express just how much I enjoy these games. Uh, I know this is a shorter episode. It's just because at this point I'm going to be circling and repeating. Um, thought I could take longer, but I also don't want to just stretch it out with too much rambling. So... 
like I said, I know it's a shorter one, but I still hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was a fun nostalgia trip for you. Um, if you get the chance, I really recommend, uh, if you still have your physical uh, Game Boy uh, color and a cartridge of it, fire up Pokemon Gold and Silver Crystal. If not, there is these are absolute freeware, so it's no piracy whatsoever. Um, the way I'm playing it is through the Game Boy emulator Visual Boy Advance. Um, it's a freeware software that doesn't take up much room on your computer. And it's just been a great way to play a game that's not on the PlayStation. Uh, and it's been fun to take me back. Also, the the soundtrack on the game is dope. I'm going to try to include, um, if I can find it, the surf theme from Gen 2, just because it's actually super charming and relaxing. All that being said, we'll be back with another episode. It'll probably be closer to our longer uh, normal format, but it is what it is. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you get the chance, I hope you get the chance to down boy, download Visual Boy Advance um, and the game uh, and the Game Boy emulators of gold, silver, or uh, or crystal. Such a fun game. You won't regret it. It's a great way to uh, it's a great way to relax. And as well, if you get the Game Shark Chiefs and you can put on max repel in areas, you're not going to catch new Pokemon. Keeps those annoying as heck Zubats away. That being said, hope you guys have a wonderful day. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, like I mentioned in the last one, if you want to hear more of me, which why, but also thank you, um, you can check out my other podcasts, uh, Radio Arcade, which is hosted um, with my boo Christian, um, as well as my infrequent wrestling podcast, Power Bombs and Pile Drivers. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Take care, stay safe, and God bless, my friends. Peace.